Fast snacks, fast food, fast reviews. Snack Masters Inc., a podcast served to you in 30 minutes or less. Snack Masters Incorporated. Snack Masters. Snack Masters. You'll be snacking with the Snack Masters. Snack Masters. Welcome to Snack Masters Incorporated. I'm your host, Dooner, here with the Tyler Gage of Square Dancing. <laughs> it's MSG. How are you, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. You know, I was doing a little research on your state as I was trying to come up with these superlatives, and I learned that the state dance of Idaho is the square dance. Is that a big thing there, or is it is it just... Uh, because you had to pick a dance. Oh no, it's huge. Uh, everybody does it. Everybody, you learn it in school. You have to like progress to a certain level to pass each grade. And uh, by the time you're in college, most people are pretty well uh, expert at it, and it's something we do all the time. Oh wow! So you're gonna have to have you know your wife or your son film a, a short video of you so I can put it up on our Instagram so people and our YouTube channel so people can see you doing a square dance. Absolutely, love to. Now I was reading about square dancing. I wasn't that familiar. I usually it's usually in movies that are based in the uh, like deep south and there's a lot of redneck. And what? you know, like deliverance. Actually, does deliverance have a square dancing scene? I don't think so. <laughs> the best square dancing scene in any movie is in this B movie called Howling New Moon Rising, which is a movie about a werewolf, but it randomly has all of these long square dancing scenes. And I don't know if they just needed filler or what, because it adds nothing to the plot, but I'm thankful that they put it in there. Yeah, me too. Is there a, like is there a famous square dancer at Idaho? Uh, it's hard to narrow it down. I mean, there's so many. Um, I think uh, Wilson Hamer is one that comes to mind immediately. But you know, there's there's obviously the Hall of Fame down in Boise and stuff that you can a lot of people go to. Is this real? Are you are you telling me the truth right now? Yeah, you can look it up. Oh wow! So you really, but you really square dance for years. So like you do you like is that a normal thing? Like you and your your wife and like another couple would go out to like a bar or something, and then people would just start square dancing. Well, yeah. I mean, we usually go. Couple, but oh, you can meet other people there, right? You can be like, oh, let's square dance together. Or do you just join someone else's, like, well, they're already square dancing. You can just jump in, like, may I cut in? <laughs> well, usually it's like a group event. So it's just kind of, I mean, you don't go grab somebody else's partner. It's, you don't do that. Have you ever seen, like, fights started over that because you were square dancing too close to someone else's lady <laughs> or you're square dancing too provocatively? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, not like that. I mean, sometimes you bump into people and it, you know, depending on how much they've been drinking and stuff, they can get mad or you mess up the steps and people get kind of, uh, you know, if, but, but no, I've never seen a, like a fist fight over it. Now you gotta understand in Boston, we don't have square dancing here. Like it would be really odd to see that you'd have to, you know, you'd have to, I don't know where you'd have to go to find square dancing. Maybe, uh, Idaho, maybe like Worcester, or like one of our more, maybe Fitchburg. There's, there's a lot of like, um, I, I, I don't want to say like backwoods people, but there's a lot of backwoods people there. I, I don't want to say backwoods. That's that's unfair. Careful, careful, careful. Boston is a very like, it's a mean town. Like people just sit around angrily playing like Kino. Oh my God. We're going to call the aquarium or something, dude. And staring at like, if you go to a bar during the day in Massachusetts, almost any bar, there'll be a bunch of old dudes playing Kino. Just got back from Nantasket. The talent level was awesome down there. There was a deer. In the water at Nantasca Beach, man, isn't that? You know, like, they'll be watching, like, The Price is Right and Days of uh, days of Our Lives. I was going to say Days of Thunder. That would be actually be kind of cool. No, they're watching, like, Days of Our Lives. 
but they don't dance. They would never dance. That would never happen. You would probably get uh, you'd probably get assaulted. Have you ever won like a ribbon or anything doing it? I'm really fascinated by the square dancing. Now, is it like isn't it elective in school? Is it a sport? Well, it's it's kind of a requirement, but or it's a way of life. Oh yeah, like taking the recorder. No, I mean you want to. It's kind of a rite of passage, just because. I mean, it's just what we do. But um, no, I've never won any competition. I've been in a couple, but uh, you know, some of these people are just. I mean, they're really good. Uh, what's the best square dancing movie? <laughs> you know there's not a lot of uh i mean other than you know documentaries and stuff like that i don't think they've I, hollywood just hasn't caught on yet they did that thing with like the what is it the swing dancing that was that was like a little remember when uh what is it uh what's that movie gosh dang it newsies swingers 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 there's <laughs> wasn't about swing dancing dude <laughs> It's a Vince Mon movie about laying pipe. There's nothing wrong with letting the girls know that you're money. Yeah. <laughs> no, what is that? That Vince. Yeah, the Vince Vaughn movie. That's what I mean. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Dude, see, right. I, I, don't, I don't do a lot of dancing, but I did my wife a solid when we were getting ready for our wedding. I did uh, I did take dance lessons for a little for a little while. And I think I learned like the Paso Doble. I think that's what we, we did at our at our wedding was the Paso Doble. I, I don't know what it is. I was nervous as hell to do it. And um. Uh, I'm just glad I got through it and I powered through that and I was just there so I didn't get fined. But I got a question. Do you put um like do you put Parmesan on your spaghetti? I do. Yeah, just the we just usually use the uh, standard craft shaker of grated Parmesan. Yeah. Well, you may want to reconsider that because they're currently and so is Walmart under a lawsuit for putting too much cellulose in their Parmesan cheese. And cellulose is an anti-caking agent, but it's also wood pulp. Okay. I.e. sawdust. Were you aware of that when you were eating your Parmesan cheese, that it was wood pulp on there? <laughs> uh, no. No, but uh, thank you for letting me know. I, <laughs> I'll never eat it again. I had an idea that maybe that maybe it would work, would maybe not work. But do you know how that, you know there's edible glitter? Edible glitter is also made out of cellulose. So what if they took... You know, the, the regular cellulose out and they put the edible glitter in there. So you had glitter parm. What? So wait, what is the, what is the use for this edible glitter? I've never gone into that type of store. I, I would imagine putting it on like cakes, ice cream. Uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm, I could think of plenty of use. So you can't think of any uses for edible glitter. Yeah, I can. But this is, you know. I could think of uses for all age groups of, of edible glitter. But the use I'm thinking of right now is what about glitter parm? You could put, oh. I'm trying to think of what would look good. If you put like green on your spaghetti, it, could, it, it would look like the flag of Italy. I, you might be honest on there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Parmesan looks like? The kind, the, the craft kind? It looks a lot like, have you ever used a pet egg before? Yeah, gross. Come on, man. <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm going to tell you something. I had this, I had this roommate. I had this roommate. That she kept saying that I was using her Kraft Parmesan cheese. And I wasn't using her Kraft Parmesan cheese. But one day after using my pet egg, I decided to top it off for her. <sighs> and since I never used the Parmesan cheese, I didn't care. And you know what? She never noticed. She was none the wiser. <sighs> she never complained. She never threw it out. So That is so gross. What did she... It was a crime against culinary experience. Well, you know what? Now you get sawdust and feet shavings in there. How, what else do you want in there? You, you need to get the fresh Parmesan. Moral of the story. I'm not touching that one. No, I got, I got one more thing I want to jump out here with. I was reading an article about a guy in San Francisco. He's going to the bathroom, and he thinks his intestine is hanging out. So he grabs onto it, and he starts pulling it out of his body. And lo and behold, he just keeps going, you know, like a magician with a handkerchief, like disappearing down his throat, but going the opposite way or like a sword swallower, except that of his butt. And he just keeps pulling and pulling and pulling. And he pulls out a five foot long tapeworm. Uh. Ah! Oh, God. Oh, God. 
And then he wraps the thing around like the paper. And this is in a public bathroom, mind you. And he wraps the thing around like the paper doily. And then he goes to the emergency room. And they said, you know, this is a tapeworm. And they gave him the deworming pills, the same kind that you would give like a dog or a cat. My question is to you, though, as a nurse, if you think your intestines are hanging out, should you start pulling them? out of your body or should you like crab walk <laughs> to the er or call 911 immediately uh, i can't vouch for my reaction if if that was happening to me but uh the inclination is usually to you know kind of push things back in if they're coming out i don't know <laughs> i can't imagine yeah have you ever had a tapeworm before not that i know of one of my teachers said that used to be a, like a really famous diet back in the 60s or something they'd give you a pill and then like 30 days later you'd take this other pill and in the meantime you'd lose a bunch of weight but they said it was actually a little tapeworm inside of there and the second pill you took would kill that tapeworm. So something similar to that was on uh, like a th- remember that old Spike Rip Spike TV. Remember that old Spike TV show, A Thousand Ways to Die? Yeah. Well, one of them on there was some girl who ate some foot parmesan and and died. No, she ate a tapeworm. <laughs> she, she ate a tapeworm and died. Uh, <laughs> this has been our grossest episode yet. But if you're still appetized, we, we do have some reviews here. My mother-in-law, she was at Costco. Do you guys have Costco out there? It's a big box store. Yeah, yeah, we do. Someone left this classic mix of Nabisco snacks. There's 40 packets in here. It's got Oreo minis, mini chips ahoy, honey teddy grams, Ritz bits, nutter butter bites. So nothing in here that uh, is relatively new or mind blowing. But I wanted to just run through some of these. I haven't had some for a while. These are you know some traditional snacks. First one I got here, Oreo Minis. I mean, you know, they do everything in the world with the Oreos these days. We, our first episode was on the mystery Oreo, which turned out being Fruity Pebbles, which we thought. And we also thought that was weird that they would pair that with the chocolate cracker instead of vanilla cracker. But this is a regular Oreo. These are the Minis. I've had the vanilla Minis, but I've never had like the actual... You said that your favorite is the double stuffed. Yeah. I'm pulling these out and an Oreo is not hard to separate, but these kind, when you put them between your finger, if you just move them just a little bit, they, they instantly separate from the cream and it's kind of more smudged on here than, than the mechanical process they use on the regular Oreos. But let's see if that affects the taste at all. Hmm. Hmm. No, not really. I mean, it tastes exactly like an Oreo. What's nice about these little packages is, you know how I'm big on servings and everything and portion control and all that stuff. And, you know, you can eat snacks as long as you're smart about it. Well, here, each one of these are in a single serving bag. So one package is uh, 130 calories, five grams of fat, uh, 11 grams of sugar. You know, it's a freaking Oreo. Not much to say about Oreos. And the mini tastes exactly like a regular Oreo. I actually do like that these are, I don't know, that these are kind of smaller. You can just toss them in your mouth. Good for while driving. My wife would probably like that. She eats a lot when driving. So I would give those... I mean, if you like Oreos and Oreo to use a 10 out of 10, then those are a 10 out of 10. Oreos to me are a 6 out of 10, so those are a 6 out of 10. I think they kind of mess with the ratio with those mini Oreos, the frosting to cookie ratio. Well, I would say there's about as much frosting on here as a regular one, but it's, it's definitely not a double stuffed. The frosting consistency when it's in this smaller layer, it, it loses a little bit of something to it. But it's still very, 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 very similar to an, uh, an Oreo. Next in line on here, we got... Teddy Graham's honey. Look at me, look at me. Help, help. I'll save you. Pull some playful Teddy Grahams. Thanks, that was close. They're so cute, you could just eat them up. These were big. I remember these came out when I was a kid and they were pretty popular. I mean, it's a graham cracker shape like a bear. Kids like graham crackers. It's the first time having Teddy Grahams in a long time. But uh, now they have no artificial colors, no high fructose corn syrup, eight grams of whole grain per serving. So looks like they made a little bit of improvements on here. It's 120 calories, four grams of fat, seven grams of sugar, a little less sugar than the other one. Are you a Teddy Graham guy? I think right now we've got like the, the blue bunny, just the big giant box from Costco. I'll tell you what, these, are, these aren't bad at all. 
They're fine. They're a little sweeter than a regular graham cracker. To me, like a graham cracker is like a seven out of 10. These are probably a five out of 10. I just, I, there's no reason for me to buy Teddy Grahams. And I probably wouldn't even steal these from Snackmaster Jr. Oh, got another cookie here. I'm kind of cookied out because we just did a Girl Scout episode too. But I got another one. It's Mini Chips Ahoy. And um, just so people know, I'm not eating these entire bags. I'm having like one cookie each. Let's see here. Serving size, one pack, 140 calories, seven grams of fat, eight grams of sugar. You a Chips Ahoy guy? Like, what's your go-to chocolate chip cookie? Mine, mine is, uh, and I don't want to be like a chocolate chip cookie hipster, but mine is homemade. They're not that hard to make. I prefer to to make them myself versus uh, most of the store-bought ones. I feel like you can taste a lot of the preservatives, especially in the chocolate chip for some reason. Yeah, no, I, I make my own chocolate chip cookies if I'm going to have them. I've got a really, really good recipe for that. Brought them to work before, and they're they're a huge hit. No, I don't like the Chips Ahoy. I've got to put those near the bottom of my list as far as cookies go. I'm always disappointed when I eat one of those are just too uh, crispy and uh, I don't like them. Yeah, no, they really are. They're, there's a, uh, you know, I mean, it's crunchy. It's dry. It's really, really crumbly. Like I've got, I'm covered in crumbs after just like two bites on a mini Chips Ahoy. Mm-hmm. When I think of like a store-bought cookie, I do think of a Chips Ahoy. They're kind of the archetype of what a store-bought chocolate chip cookie is, but that's not a good thing because I don't really like them. And one of the nicest things about baking your own chocolate chip cookies is when like you first take them out of the oven. Mm. And after like 10 or 15 minutes, they start to settle in there, but the chocolate chips are still kind of warm. You know what I'm talking about? And you bite into it and you get that melty chip in your mouth. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's like, you know when you bring home ice cream from the grocery store and it never tastes better than like when you first take it out of the grocery bag and take some scoops? It's like that perfect meltiness <laughs> that you never have the patience to wait for at home. Yeah. I uh, got, got two more here real quick. We got the, uh, oh, it's, that's another cookie. Uh, it's Nutter Butters, but these are pretty good. Oh, yeah. 130 calories, five grams of fat, eight grams of sugar. See, all this stuff's basically the same. Everyone knows what a Nutter Butter is, right? It's a, it's a peanut butter cookie with, with peanut butter in the middle and then uh, another cookie on top. These are all mini versions of the regular ones. I think like a real actual Nutter Butter is shaped like a peanut, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. Um, these are good. I mean, last week I had the peanut butter sandwiches. Those were high rating. These to me, the Nutter Butters, they, they taste about the same. Maybe even a little better than the peanut butter sandwiches. I'm going to put these in the same category, around an 8 out of 10. They're a very solid peanut butter cookie. You uh, you a nutter butter guy? No, no, I I don't I don't gravitate towards the the nutter butter. Yeah, what do you what do you got against them? You got a you got like a peanut allergy? Nope. Okay. <laughs> just not just not, not my favorite. All right. Okay. All right. You're lost, man. I'll if we got this big forty pack snacks, I could give you like the Oreo minis, and I would take the nutter butters, and then we wouldn't fight. It would be nice. Fair enough. The last thing we got here are. Ritz Bits Cheese, and they, they take a like a regular Ritz cracker, I guess, a mini Ritz cracker, and they put some sort of artificial cheese in the middle, and then they, they, they pair it with another one on top. These are 150 calories, 8 grams of fat, 4 grams of sugar. Let's check it out. Mm. I, gotta, I gotta dissect this, because on initial bite, the cracker doesn't really taste that much like a Ritz. You're, you had these before, these Ritz Bits Bites? Yeah, I have, yeah. They're kind of like a poor man's version of the pub cheese that we were doing, you know, like pub cheese and crackers. Mm-hmm. The cheese on here, though, it tastes much more like spray cheese than the pub cheese. It's kind of like powdery in a way. <laughs> Not digging these, dude. I would much rather just have a regular Ritz cracker, which which I do like. And taking a sleeve of those, 
dangerous. I can down those quick, but is Rispus crackers? Uh, five out of ten. Fair enough. That's that box. What are you? What have you been snacking on in the background over there? I heard you munching away. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I've got these uh, these club cracker cheese bites from Keebler here, and they actually have the same identical uh, macros as the Ritz you're eating. So no no benefit to either one in that regard. But uh, yeah, I've been pounding these. They're actually they're okay. You know, I, I kind of prefer the uh, the Ritz cheese bites. These say they're they're made made with uh, real cheese, no artificial flavors or high fructose corn syrup. They're pretty good. They're they're buttery. The club cracker. Uh, I don't think they're near as popular as the Ritz. I don't know if that's because of marketing or, or what, but for whatever reason, my son grabbed these one day at the store, and uh, they're they're pretty good. I'd say they're if the Ritz ones are a six for me or a seven. I'd put these maybe even one notch higher. Are these the ones that are like in a white translucent package with a, a rectangular white cracker with a white cheese spread in the middle, and there's like green on the label? Am I thinking of the right thing here? Oh no 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 no! This is in a box, like standard cracker box. They almost look like the Ritz cracker ones. They're little round ones uh, with more of a creamier cheese inside. If there is one indictment of it, there's it's they're pretty skimpy on the cheese here. There's just not much in between them, so you do get a lot of the club cracker flavor. Personally, I'd rather have a little more cheese inside, but uh, they're pretty good. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the Lance crackers. You know what I'm talking about? The kind you see, like, they're usually in the bottom right-hand corner of a vending machine for, like, 50 mm-hmm. cents. <laughs> and they're usually the last things left in there. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Like, them and the nuts when the vending machine's been raided. There's always the uh, the orange Lance crackers, <laughs> and then there's the white ones with the white cheese. The orange ones, I, I don't know if it's because of, like, childhood, but I've always loved that cheese cracker with the peanut butter in there. I almost never buy them out of a vending machine, but I love when like you go to someone's house and they have them in their pantry. I like it. All right. So did you have a score on those club crackers? Yeah, I'd say they're about a seven. I'd get these again. They're a pretty good snack. But you got the Ritz Bites as being superior. I, I, I guess so. Yeah. So scoring them, I'd say maybe the Ritz Bites a seven. These ones a six. That's probably more fair. Okay. So if we had to calibrate this, what is your favorite of this variety of cracker? Like the, the kind where you've got to, the pre-made sandwich cracker? Yeah. You know, I can't remember the name of them. There's this one that I always kind of get when I see it. It's uh, I think it might be by Lance. I'm not sure, but uh, it's sort of a white kind of buttery, almost like, again, like a, a club cracker, but it's got almost like a sour cream and sort of chive inside frosting or filling. Sorry. I, I wish I could remember what they're called. Somebody out there knows, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, I'm going to stay with you in that section of the vending machine, the bottom right hand corner. I'm going to go with the orange ones with the peanut butter. I know that's slightly different than these ones that have cheese in the middle, but you still got a cheese cracker there. So those those ones are good. I'm going with Lance. Lance kind of gets dissed. Words of wisdom. Drop that zero and get with the hero. Seems like an old fashioned generic cracker, but they're they're strong. You know, there's a reason they haven't changed in I don't know 100 years or however the hell long Lance has been around for. <laughs> We're Snackmasters Inc. Snackmastersinc.com. That's I-N-C, not I-N-K. You can find all of our old episodes there, as well as on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere. Podcasts are heard around the world. Check us out on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Inc. We have all of our food photos there, mini reviews, and videos. Speaking of videos, we just started a YouTube channel, Snackmasters Inc. on there. Also on Twitter, at Inc. Now, Marty, we had like some family drama that that took, uh, well, you had your own drama. I had family drama, but the the same thing. Appendicitis is apparently sweeping the nation. My dad's burst got abscessed. I was, you know, in the hospital with him for days. Fortunately, they were able to clean him all up and he was able to, you know, he's back on his feet. He's back at home. They got all the tubes and all the nasty stuff out of him. He's still recovering a little bit. Uh, He's like the boy in the plastic bubble, can't really go outside. Uh, His immune system is weak. But what happened on your end? On mine, my dad, my dad went to the ER the night before complaining of side pain and they gave him they gave him some street drugs or uh, oxycontin or whatever they got him looped out and sent him back home but their imaging said that nothing was wrong so 
they got him out and then he was, you know, in pain the whole next day. I think that the opiates, he was okay for a little bit. But then when the nighttime came, it hit again. He got to the hospital like, oh my God, your appendix is burst. And they had to take him 45 minutes away in an ambulance to another hospital. Almost died, all that bad stuff. But, you know, they did the surgery and were fortunately able to get all of the leakage and all that 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 out of what what happened in your case? Nothing like that. I I, I was having some stomach pain. I'd I'd had it before. I kind of just ignored it. It was it was pretty pretty severe. I was up all night kind of tossing and turning and stuff and you know, went into the doctor, they said, Oh, you know, we'll we'll take an image tomorrow, whatever. But later on that day I just couldn't ignore it anymore and I just I drove down to the emergency room and as soon as I got back to be seen, they took me for a CT scan and lo and behold it was uh inflamed described it to me and said, you know, we're, we're wanting to take it out right now. So I went under their knife. It was a quick surgery, obviously not the complications that your dad had. Uh, I feel bad that it didn't catch your dad's in time there, but uh, yeah, they took it out. It's got me off work for a couple weeks here. Can't lift anything, but definitely feels better than it did before they took it out. <laughs> that that was no fun. Well, apparently for a vestigial useless organ, it's super, it's super dangerous because I guess when it explodes, they could have taken it out before it exploded or abscessed. Oh, my dad, it wouldn't have leaked all that acid and everything. It's like a pipe bomb right next to your intestines. So when it explodes, it tears a hole like right in the intestines. So then your intestines are becoming out-testins. <laughs> and what's ever in there is just leaking around inside your body, which is a lot of stomach bacteria, really bad things that need to be contained within the walls of your stomach. And you could die without immediate medical attention, correct? Correct. I'm not Ken. You will die. Yeah. You're dead. You're dead if you don't go to the hospital. No, it's bad news. Yeah. You know, Duff McKagan, the same thing happened to him. He blamed that on like his alcohol and drug usage. It was in like 1992, right after the Use Your Illusion tour. Mm-hmm. Or in 1994, I mean, he went to the hospital for that, almost died. And that's that's actually what got him sober was uh, appendicitis. Did you know that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I've heard there's a lot of celebrities. There's uh, what, Harry Houdini, um, Bob Marley, Bruce Lee. <laughs> Apparently, what I gather is they all died of appendicitis. So, Well, to quote another dead musician... Scott Weiland, are you half the man you used to be now that you don't have your appendix, or do you feel even stronger, lighter, more fit, and more able? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. Like I said, I'm on this lifting restriction. It's made me feel kind of worthless, a little lazy, can't do a lot around the house, can't go to work. So, you know, maybe once I'm healed up 100%, I'll feel like uh, Superman or something like that. But uh, in the in the time being, I, I miss that part of me. Can you just have it taken out? Do you have to wait for something bad to happen? Can- <laughs> Prophylactically? Yeah, like... For- you might want to. Prophylactively? Think- Isn't that a condom? No, pro- proactively. <laughs> Prophylactively. <laughs> Proactively. <laughs> Prophylaxis means prevention. There's no, there's not. I think I used that right, but uh, it's preventatively. I wouldn't recommend getting anything going under the knife, opening yourself up to complications, things like that, because, you know, surgeries can go bad. No, just leave it in there until it starts hurt and then get it out immediately. Okay. I mean, there's over 200,000 cases of appendicitis a year, though. So it's not something that's that's that rare. But I guess population-wise, that's what, like 1% or something to that effect. So maybe you really shouldn't rush out and get your appendix removed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Could you, if you wanted to have it done, because I imagine a hospital wouldn't do it if it wasn't inflamed, would you have to go to like a plastic surgeon? Yeah, you'd have to pay out of pocket. I can't imagine any insurance company is going to just sign on for needless you know, surgery to remove unwanted parts, but you could probably pay somebody to do it if you had enough money. Can I like false flag mine? Can I do something to like trigger it and get it inflamed so that it can be covered? Uh, no, <laughs> sorry. No. Well, that's bad news. Hey man, best of luck with your recovery. Thank you. <laughs> 
Snackmaster Jr., <laughs> take our appendixes away! All right, Snackmaster Jr., here are some Chips Ahoy. What do you think of these chocolate chip cookies? They're not, uh, they're not nice and chunky. Do you like them better than the chocolate chip cookies that I bake? No way, day. Wow, that's a good kid. Have another one. Do you want some milk with that? Mm-hmm. Right, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give the Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookie minis? An eight, that's a good score. Snack Masters Incorporated Snack Masters